The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So the rich man summoned the manager and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So, summoning his master's debtors, one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? He replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's Gospel, Jesus uses a traditional rabbinic way of arguing from lesser to greater in the parable that we just heard. So let's start with the lesser. We have this manager who mismanaged his owner's property so badly that now he's going to be dismissed. And he knows he's in a desperate situation because he's too old for labor, he's too proud to beg. And of course, at that time of history, there were no welfare systems, no UIC. He would be out on the streets, desperate. He would be a beggar. Well, what does he first do? He makes a proper assessment of his situation, which is the first act of prudence. And prudence is one of the hinge virtues. Prudence, temperance, justice, and fortitude. But it all begins in prudence. And prudence is taking the proper assessment of our life and our surrounding culture and then making decisions. Well, that's exactly what this dishonest manager did. He is not in denial, nor does he blame others for his situation. He makes a judgment about what his options are, planning ahead for his own temporal welfare. That's prudence. And then he goes further. He doesn't just think about these things and make a decision in his head. He takes concrete steps. He acts, and he acts quickly and decisively to secure friends for the future. Now, the way he does it, of course, is dishonest, but that's not the point of the parable. The point of the parable is he knew his only course of action, and he took it. And you see how the master replies. Jesus says that his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. Now this parable is meant for us. And the question is, 
what is our situation in life? What's the culture like? How are we to plan ahead for not just our temporal welfare, but our eternal security and the eternal security of others? Are we using our time, our talent, and treasure in a prudent manner? Certainly, there's room for planning ahead for retirement and putting money aside and investing in RRSPs and annuities and so forth and knowing market trends, but that's a temporal affair. How are we securing eternal life, not just for ourselves, but for our family, for those around us? Are we being prudent? What steps should be taken? First of all, we should be reading the scriptures every day because in the scriptures we are introduced to the person of Christ, particularly the Gospels, and then the letters of St. Paul, which give us an accurate knowledge of eternal things. We then take that knowledge and apply it to our life, to our culture, and then we bring it all into prayer. That would be a prudent thing to do because God will speak to us in our prayers. He will open up for us plans and ideas that we could never have come up with ourselves. And sooner or later, well, actually sooner, God will give us his spirit to inspire us to act on those judgments. We may find ourselves actually doing things we never imagined we would do. Working in the church, for example, volunteering, starting a new ministry. We're in this family of parishes and there's so much need and so few laborers that we need to imitate what this manager does. We look at the first reading, St. Paul tells us what he did. This is from chapter 15 of his letter to the Romans. He says, quote, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. I have fully proclaimed the good news of Christ. Those who have never been told of him shall see, and those who have never heard of him shall understand. That was Paul's plan. He ended up writing most of the New Testament, letter after letter, starting new churches. He came from a position where he was completely an enemy of God. He was persecuting Christians, throwing them in jail. But God acted in his life. He had a dramatic conversion experience. And then he spent many years simply learning the faith. And we see the results. We can do that. Let's exercise our gifts and talents and use the cardinal virtues, prudence, temperance, justice, and fortitude, all for the sake of eternal life. And again, not just for ourselves, but for our family, our friends, for those who don't know their left hand from their right in terms of spiritual life. With that, let us open our hearts and say, Lord, I need you. Come into my life. Make me like this dishonest steward, except make me completely devoted to you, and I will act according to your Holy Spirit. Let us pray.